It's time for Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Marley. Hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. You have found the Love Ladies right here on 101 FM or 1120 AM, The Bridge, Austin. Today's Christian Talk where we are building bridges of love and leadership. I am Coach Carrie Brinkater, and I am here with the love ladies, Kathy <laughs> Indebrock and Marlene McMichael. Hey, Kathy, how are you today? It's, I am doing really well. It's great to be with you guys this morning. I love what we are talking about today. Marlene wrote this program, and wow, Marlene, I have had a great time just reading through it, preparing for it. I'm so excited to share this with our listening friends today. Thank you. That's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a different kind of program today. I mean, we we had a, a vast, robust discussion over this today. I am the title of our program is God calls us to pray audacious and sometimes illegal prayers, based off of a book called Illegal Prayers by Bob. So, how do you say his name, Marlene? Sorge. 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 Okay. Yes. Bob Sorge, and this is a book Marlene introduced us to, and um, I mean, fairly easy read. I mean, you can read this in a couple of hours, right? Um, but very, very thought-provoking. So thanks for bringing this to our attention, Marlene. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> We're going to dive right into it today. Uh, you know, it is awesome to be here with you guys. I tell you what, Kathy, uh, you and I have been through the ringer over the last couple of weeks, uh, sending our kids, our uh, kiddos <laughs> off to college, right? And our youngest babies is starting their senior years. Well, I have to tell you, so, you know, you never know what each year is going to bring. And so, you know, this year is, is our youngest, both of our youngest senior year. And uh, so my youngest is Faith. And uh, as you know, uh Carrie's youngest is a Logan. And well, Faith decided, you know what, this year, I am just going to count everything joy. I am mm -hmm. just going to have a ball. This is my senior year. I'm not going to uh, let any drama or anything like that sidetrack me. I'm going to be present with whatever I'm doing. And uh, we knew it would be a little bit of hard, a little bit of a hardship because she stepped out of basketball, which she absolutely loves. It was a very difficult decision for her, and she decided, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and try out for drama. They're doing this uh, play called Fiddler on the Roof, which mm, some wow. of our listening audiences may be familiar with. Well, it's a, you know, every it's a a musical, Fiddler on the Roof. Well, Faithy doesn't sing. None of the people in our family sing. The last great singer was my great grandmother and um anyway so faith went and tried out and she thought well maybe i'll make it one of the make one of the dancers in the chorus and if i can't make any part i will just uh be backstage and i'll help move stuff around but i'm going to have fun with this well she gets up there and um she acts through this first scene and she does a reading for the director and he goes oh oh okay, and he has her read something else, and she's like, what is going on? And uh, he says, can you sing? And she says, no. And he goes, well, sing this for me. And she sings something, and he goes, oh, you can sing. And she goes, uh, no, no, not actually. <laughs> he goes, yes, yes, you can. Okay, so a few more things happen. Long story short, she has the lead female what? role in wow. on the roof. <laughs> Why am I not Way surprised? Go, Faith. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> so we're all blown away and so excited for her. And I just feel like, okay, this is just such a God thing because he is giving her something else to focus everything on mm. because she's now having to take some voice lessons and get things worked out. And, uh, but it's just such a God thing that, you know, something that you don't even know to ask for in prayer. Mm. And he says, hey, I'm going to give you something that is going to blow your mind. And our the end in the end of Brock household, our mind is blown. So that <laughs> is amazing. You know, we've had some amazing God things happen to us, uh, too, over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Logan, for the first time, is at Georgetown High School in his senior year, which was um, just a, a huge leap of faith for us. And I tell you guys what. It, there have already been so many blessings. Um, the coach at Georgetown High School for the basketball team literally lives just down the street from us. We actually wow. live on the – he lives right across the street from Marlene. 
Uh, he literally lives like 800 yards from us. Um, beautiful wife. Uh, his wife and I have had lunch together. She's precious. Uh, we're going to collaborate on a few things together. They love Jesus. Um, they know a lot of the same people that we do. Uh, they, they're raising six boys. Um, they just kind of, wow. uh, yeah, one of their sons uh, is a phenomenal basketball player, and he and Logan have become fast friends, and they're hanging out quite a bit. The basketball team has just really embraced Logan, and uh, he is enjoying his classes, and his eyes have been open to some things that, um, you know, are, are different. Um, but I tell you what, he's walking in a way that we're just so proud of. Um, he's holding himself high. He's really working hard. Um, he's, you know, getting back in shape and uh, just excited about the opportunities this year. So it's it's amazing. And we dropped the girl off in uh, Nashville to, at Lipscomb University, and she is just thriving. Now, listening friends, uh, she changed her major. I need you all to pray for her. Her major is <laughs> biomedical physics. Ooh, wow. I don't know about y'all, but I think I would gouge my eyeballs out if I had calculus <laughs> two every single morning at 8 a.m., which is what she has. Calculus two, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday at 8 a.m. Um, chemistry, biology. Anyway, uh, she. I'm so proud of her. She's doing amazing, and um, we'll see where it goes. So lots of changes in the Brinkator household, but really, really good. I didn't even know there was such a major, so that sounds incredible. Crazy. crazy. Well, Marlene, what's been going on in your world? You're trying to get these headaches under control. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But we're working on it, so that's good. Um, I have not dropped anybody off at college in quite a few years, um, but I do remember what it was like. It's a a great sense of accomplishment that your kids are on their chosen path, and so I congratulate you both on that. Um, I will tell you there is another day that's coming that's even more exciting, or maybe not quite, but almost as exciting, and that's the day when the checks going to college and tuition and, and, and dorms are all over. Yay! <laughs> you still have a few years left. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I rejoiced on that day, so that's, that's uh, great. Right. Right. Well, tell us about your program, I think that, Marlene. That's like the day that we can actually go out and buy those shoes that we like right. again. <laughs> I, I yeah. do remember the the last check I wrote to private school. I did go out and buy me something special that day. That's right. <laughs> so college was a little bit the same way. You got a raise that day. I did. I yeah. did. That was yeah. great. Well, the program today is a little bit of a continuation from a program that Carrie brought to us about two weeks ago. And uh, you can always go back and listen to the program on our Love Talk Network website and on podcasts. But be sure and type in Love Talk into your browser as all one word. That helps to get you to the right to the right <laughs> link. Uh-huh. Um, but on August the 13th, Carrie led us through a discussion which highlighted the fact that uh, all we do is for God's glory and not ours. Mm-hmm. And so, Carrie, would you like to just kind of freshen our memories about that just in a few sentences and then we can kind of segue into what we're going to talk about today. Absolutely. You know, that that program is really interesting in a lot of ways because I don't think I had ever really thought about it like this, but, uh, you know, our, our theme over the last um, couple of months has been uh, what is God doing, right? What is God doing? And when I started asking this question, I, 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 just kind of typed it in my browser, I think, and, you know, a bunch of things popped up. And, I, you know, the, the, the theme that kept coming through is, okay, Lord, what, what are you doing in my life, and am I being selfish? And is it for my happiness, or is it for your glory? And so um, there are just so many times in the Bible that it says, um, and all of this was for his glory, and this was for God's glory. Um, this was to edify God, right? I mean, holy cow. So we just dove right into it. Um, ultimately, we're selfish, right? And we think it's all about us. We're self-centered. Um, we think that the laws and commandments that were given are to suppress us and kind of take away all of our fun. But then we realize that... It's all about God's glory, and our be, our job 
becomes one where we actually delight in God's glory. And these roadmaps, so to speak, uh, become our path and our ultimate growth for joy. And so it was really fun. I, I, I actually really, really enjoyed that program, Marlene. And so this, this program that you've written is, is a perfect piggyback to it as we talk about praying and this concept of illegal pl- prayers and answering the question or trying to seek some answers for the question, what is God doing? You know, you've got every listener out there going, Illegal prayers. What in the world are they going to talk about? What are these girls doing? (laughs) Kathy, did you have some comments? Yeah, you know, I just love it because right now, uh, just standing before God's throne, he is... He is listening. He is with us. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. He never abandons us. And I love this point that, um, you know, there is an entire and complete story right right there, right in front of us. And mm-hmm. I'm reminded over and over again that he is God of the mountaintops and of the valleys. And when we are in that valley, when we are going through that difficult time, we cannot give up. We have to pursue and to press forward and uh, just to hold tight to that relationship. And I love that sometimes we can ask such audacious prayers that almost seem so impossible. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I think he says he will do immeasurably more than we can even ask or imagine. And so I'm so excited to press into this because as we press into prayer, you press into that personal relationship with the Father and your life is changed. So I just, I love this program. Great. Well, the Bible clearly tells us, and God wants us to give him glory in all that we do. And so I'm going to refer to a couple of verses here. 1 Corinthians uh, 10.31. So what, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And then Psalm 115.1. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory for the sake of your steadfast love and faithfulness. And so the question today is, how do we go about doing that? Mm-hmm. And, and my contention is, and I think uh, Bob Sorge's contention in his book, is that one of the things you do is you pray. Because mm-hmm. prayer gives glory to God. So I'm going to read a couple of more verses. First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And then John fourteen thirteen, whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Mm-hmm. And so if you translate that into common day English, that means pray, I'll answer, and God will be glorified. Well, and that goes back to the program a couple of weeks ago, right? All for his glory, all for his glory. Why, why Lord? Um, for you. It's not for me. It's for you, ultimately. Um Golly, you know, if it's God's will that we pray, it is God's will that we pray with grateful hearts. And I think that's the beginning of uh, this crazy concept, Marlene, called illegal prayers. That's right. I mean, uh, the program today is all about God's call to us to pray bold, confident, Mm. audacious prayers. Mm -hmm. Um, And for as long as I can remember, I've known that... um, Prayer was important, even before I even knew the Lord Jesus as my Savior. Mm-hmm. And so this is a really exciting program for me, and and um, I think it has enlivened my entire prayer life to know that God wants to answer prayer because he's glorified in it. Mm-hmm. So that's like, okay, I'll be bold. You know, Kathy, mm-hmm. I think about you um, as we go out to break and how your grand your grandmother was it your grandmother or your great grandmother that prayed over my you my great grandmother and i bet she prayed some pretty audacious prayers over you yes yes okay. she did she set my feet on solid ground just uh going to sleep each night hearing my name just lifted mm. before the lord's throne it did such so much to change this girl's heart mm. well friends we are going to talk about this personal relationship that god desires that we come to him in prayer you know unanswered prayer does not build relationship answered prayer builds relationship we have to be discerning as to what those answers are and make sure that they are for god welcome back friends you are listening to love talk right here on the bridge 
Austin, today's Christian Talk Radio. I am Coach Carrie Brinkader. I'm here in studio with my lovely, smart, talented co-host, Kathy Indebrock and Marlene McMichael. If you are just joining us, um, you missed a great first segment. We are talking today about God calls us to pray audacious and sometimes illegal prayers. We're going to dive straight into that. Just a reminder, friends, you can find all of our archives on lovetalknetwork.com. Okay, You can also find us on your favorite podcast. Now, whenever you go to try to find us on the podcast, just type in Love Talk. Uh, all one word, smash it all together with no spaces, Love Talk, and you will be able to find our bright, shiny faces right there on a big red background. So um, you can find us all the places, which I think is amazing. Big thank you to Kathy and her husband, Eric, for and our producer, Gavin, for making all of that happen. We're just so thankful for that. We are discussing prayer today, something God has called us to do all the time without ceasing, it says. Now, Kathy, I feel like, Marlene and I feel like you are our resident expert in prayer. I mean, for goodness sake, you have written a whole book about the topic, um, My Voice, His Heart, a six-week prayer guide designed to help us enrich our prayer lives. And Kathy, I'm so excited to announce that I'm going to be leading a Bible study at Main Street Baptist Church. Not any Bible study. Uh, my voice, his heart, prayer study, <laughs> um, starting September the 27th on Tuesday mornings at 930, right there in downtown at Georgetown. We will actually go for eight weeks, um, one week introduction, one week close, six weeks smashed in the middle of your amazing Bible study. Kathy, I just hope I can uh, be a a facilitator that would make you proud, Um, but ultimately bring God the glory. Tell our listening friends where they can find your book. Uh, Yeah, they can go to Amazon, My Voice is Heart. Go to Barnes & Noble. Uh, If you are a church, you can go through Ingram Publishers if you want to order in large quantities um, but yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. And you know, Carrie, I'm just looking forward to coming out in November and wrapping up that study for everyone at Main Street. And I love the facilities there at Main Street and the heart of the women and the leadership there that, you know, you don't have to be a member to go yeah. to the Bible studies. Yeah. You just Join have us. to want to learn about God, to press in that, into that relationship with God. And, you know, even if you're wondering, what is prayer all about? Uh, Friends, commit those eight weeks. It's just once a week in the morning uh, and just surrounded by a group of women who are going to love you and welcome you and just invite you in to connect and be a part of things. And so I'm so excited uh, that Main Street is doing it and offering it to the, the surrounding community. should be really fun. All right, Marlene, take us away. All right. Well, I also encourage everyone to get a copy of Kathy's book. It's it's great, um, especially if you're in a study group, and I, I yeah. think it would be a lot of fun to do it that way. But I must confess that uh, my inspiration for this program came from two other books. I'm sorry, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> both are amazing books. Both by the same author, and his name is Bob Sorge, and he's from Kansas City, Missouri. And I met Bob at a conference in Florida in, last December, and he has a passion for corporate revival and personal intimacy with Jesus. And that that just that desire and, and passion just really resonates throughout his books. Uh, he's got over 20, so he's a very prolific wow. writer. Uh, and I probably bought half of them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the two that we're really um, talking about today um, in, is one is called Illegal Prayers, and we've already referenced that. But the other one is that God is still writing your story. Um, and what what Bob is trying to say in, in that one, that God is still writing your, your story, is that God sometimes takes time in answering your prayers. Um, so don't give up. Don't mm-hmm. close close your own chapter, but allow God to work. And, and in this book, uh, Mr. Sorge goes tells multiple stories about how, um, well, he, he actually calls God a very dramatic God, and God likes to write a dramatic 
Mm. whiz bang type story. <laughs> For example, you know, he could have just, you know, killed Pharaoh and the Egyptians and let Israel out. And <laughs> and it would have been just a whiz bang short story. Um, he mm. could have done that. Mm. But even the scripture says, and this is um, in Exodus 9. Now, if I had stretched out my hand and struck you and your people with pestilence, by the way, God did send ten plagues on them. But he says, if I had done that, then you would have been cut off from the earth. In other words, the Egyptians would have been gone. They'd have been dead. But indeed, for this purpose, I have raised you up. He raised up the Egyptians for, for this purpose, this demonstration, that I may show my power in you and that my name may be declared in all the earth. And the thing is, even the nation of Israel today, still talks about the exodus from from Egypt. It was not something that just happened in a moment and was forgotten. Mm-hmm. God did mm-hmm. it in such a way. He sent plagues. He sent famine. He mm-hmm. sent all kinds of bizarre things. He parted the Red Sea mm-hmm. in order to do a dramatic statement that brought him glory. And that's sort of the point that... that um, Mr. Sorge is trying to make in his books is that don't give up, people. Keep praying. I think that's so true. And, you know, I love this. One of the things that I think, you know, we have to grow in our discernment. And, you know, one of the things for me is like, Lord, help me to understand when you are telling me no or when you're telling me be persistent. And, um, you know, there was this something, and I think I shared just briefly on it in in a previous program when I was in Israel this summer there was something that I, I wanted, and um, I was like, I was praying for it. Lord, I just, you know, would you give me a yes on this? Would you bring this about? Would you open the door? Would you show me that open door? I am willing to walk through it. And I'm I'm talking to him about all the ways this is going to bring him glory, all the benefits. Like, Lord, give me a yes, and, and you know, this is what is going to be, this is what will happen. This is what I'll do. And, and oh, Lord, you'll be so glorified. And, and um, anyway, and it's almost getting distracting for me where I'm missing my Israel experience because I'm so focused on uh, just seeking God in this prayer. And so finally, we are driving in this bus, and he uh, puts this uh, – it's a number. It's 1013, which is a house that I had desperately wanted at one point in my life. And and I was like, Lord, I'm going to build my family here. This is going to be wonderful. This is the perfect location, everything. And and would you just make this happen? Would you bring this about? And he just closed doors so firmly. And then I was to find out later that that house that I had wanted had a massive crack in the foundation that had I purchased it unknowingly, it would not have been the start of something good. It would have been the start of one financial difficulty and headache after another. And so he showed me, hey, this is a no, and it's going to be for your good. It's, you know, you need to accept this no, stop praying for this thing, and move on. And so it was just amazing, and I, I did that. I moved on with Thanksgiving and with gratefulness that he made it very clear to me, this is a no, and I'm not changing my mind, and let's move on. But I think there are those things, Marlene, where we need to be persistent because he will change his mind about things. Absolutely. Well, and also, I I firmly believe that God answers every prayer. You know, there's an old song yes. by, by Garth Brooks, and I love me some Garth Brooks, right? And the name of the song was... Um, uh, unanswered pray unanswered prayers right i think there's three answers he gives us a, a yes a no and a wait yes and so i think that all prayers are answered um and so you know it it, it goes about like I think Bob Sorge says this really, really well in the book. It's about a relationship, right? When we're having a conversation with a physical being, with another human, there's a, there's a relationship there. There's a give and a take. And it's a friendship. It becomes a friendship. And every friendship involves reciprocity. And friendship with God is also a two-way street. In fact, at one point in his book, he said, you can't wait until there's a a catastrophe or there's an emergency 
to start a relationship and expect, uh, you know, an answer right away. And I thought that was really profound. And I, I mean, I've heard that many times before, but just the way he put it is like, no, 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 no. You need to start now with all the things. And then whenever the big things come, then there's a relationship there and you can ask me over and over again and that's okay. And that's a really big point that he makes is that the persistent prayers are okay. Absolutely. And I I think it's important to remember when you go to prayer that he is our father. God is our father. Mm -hmm. And a father gives good gifts. That's in Luke 11, Mm -hmm. 11 through 13. Mm -hmm. And so... The point is that a father is inclined to say yes, unless it's just, as Kathy witnessed just a few minutes ago, something that is really detrimental to you. Um, But then he at least shows you the reason why he said no. Mm -hmm. And so that relationship that you're talking about, Carrie, is so important. It it creates that reciprocity, and it also creates that confidence that we have in him. And so I think if you, when you go to prayer, go knowing that he wants to say yes, go knowing that he is your father and go knowing that he actually gets glorified when he says yes, mm-hmm. or when he creates some big event in your life that, that is miraculous. So um, those things have really, and this is where, where we get into the illegal and the audacious part those things have really emboldened my prayer life. Mm. I'm really excited about, and, and I don't do this with every prayer, but there are times when I'm saying, Father, I know you don't say no to Jesus because he was perfect. I know you, you, you perform because of Jesus, and I'm asking in the name of Jesus. And I know you get glory if you respond and answer my prayer. Therefore, I ask X, Y, Z. And that mm-hmm. that and that means I'm not afraid to ask for big things. Mm-hmm. And I think he wants us not to be afraid to ask for big things. And there are lots of little stories throughout the Bible where he actually teaches us how to be persistent. He also teaches us to ask for the audacious. Mm-hmm. Example, Mary at the uh, wedding feast. Yes. Mm-hmm. One of you want to share that story? Go ahead, Kathy. Yeah, yeah, I love this story because, you know, Jesus even is telling her, you know, woman, it is not my time. What, what are you woman. doing? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> not mommy or mom. It is a woman. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I love, though, that Mary knows the relationship that she has. She knows the power that she has. She knows that nothing is impossible uh, uh, for him. And so she presses into that relationship. She knows, hey, you know, I, I have a little bit of sway here because of our relationship. And she doesn't take his no. She tells the servants, just do whatever he tells you. And, you know, I think so many times when we go and pray, we don't want to listen to God unless we're getting what we want, you know, but mm. we have to be willing to do whatever he tells us because who knows the answer to our prayer may be on the other side of that. And so I think when we pray, we have to pray with faith, not only knowing that God is listening, he is with us, he is able, but also praying with faith that if it's not being answered the way that that, that we think it should be answered in the time that we think it should be answered, that he's going to grow our faith by stretching us through that uh, in, in the adventure of life. And But, yes, yeah, so I love that Mary yeah. tells the servants, just do whatever he tells you to says. do. I know. Well, and that brings up the point, too, that, you know, my daughter and I often talk to each other and we go, you know, mm-hmm because we're we talk about prayer we talk about the things that need to happen and and uh, you know our common phrase is god is never early but he's never late mm-hmm. you know god mm-hmm. god kind of draws it out to see if we're going to be persistent mm-hmm. to see if we are going to really draw into him and i think that's really important i mean if and what you said kathy about you know, we have to do what he says to do. Well, go back yeah. to I, it's my favorite story. Go back to Jericho. Uh, I mean, who? <laughs> which army? Example. Which army wants to 
run around the outside of the city seven times and shout and Chant. do all kinds of crazy things for the walls to come down. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. but that's what God did. He's very dramatic. He's very dramatic. <laughs> well, and, you know, there's also this, you know, experience that, you know, I, I know that, that some have had when they say, look, I went to God at my deepest time of need. I was a child and I had a sick parent mm-hmm. and I prayed and I knew he could heal my parent and he chose not to. Mm-hmm. And I was left without a mom or without a dad when I was only six years old. Now, what kind of God would do that? No, I don't want to have anything to do with God. And I want to tell you, friends, no, press into the relationship all the more because you will see that mom. You will see your dad that one day. And in the meanwhile, God is going to um, do amazing things in your life. He says that he's a father to the fatherless. And and I think that holds true for being a mom to the motherless. You know, he is there for those who are lacking that parent because a child of God will lack for nothing. He will fill your heart and fill your mind and give you the guidance that you need. But we cannot make this relationship conditional on him doing what we want him to do. Because then what kind of a relationship is that? That's not a true relationship. And what kind of a God is he? If if he if if that relationship will only exist if he's doing what we want like a, a magical genie rather than a heavenly wise father. Well, that's not a relationship. That's being a bully, right? Yeah. That's me trying to bully my way into getting God to do what I want to do. Um, I I do feel like that's a stepping out. So I guess for me to piggyback on this, Kathy and Marlene. I guess for me, you know, I, I'm a question asker. I, 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 think, I try to think through things maybe a little too logically sometimes. So for me to reconcile, you know, these audacious prayers and, you know, in this book, he, uh, he goes back to Esther, which uh, was one of Miss Evelyn's favorite stories, right? Yes. And Esther, you know, has to go and ask the king for something crazy, It's actually illegal for her to step into the inner courts, and that is illegal. She, it's closed unless someone, unless a guard lets you in. And she knew she could die or get her wish granted from the king. There was no in between that day. It's going to be one or the other. And so she had just said, all right, well, I'm ready either way, but I have to go and ask. Well, and she was going to die anyway right? because she was a Jew and the Jews yeah. were all going to be killed. So, so why not? Yeah. But I think that's the biggest thing right there, though, is why not ask? Why not? And even Jesus um, said, you know, very eloquently, um, Lord, let's see, let me read this. Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not will my will, but yours be done. This is the night right before he's going to die. He knows that he's going to be crucified. He's praying in the garden. And he says, Father, if you're willing, take this cup from me. The Lord's answer was, no. I'm not going to take this from you. And so he prayed the audacious prayer. But... The answer, again, the prayer was answered. The prayer was no, or the answer was no. I I feel like we can take anything to the Lord, small and big. And we never need to be afraid to go and ask. Um, why are we so afraid of the answer? Maybe well, that's you the know, right Carrie, question. I love this because Jesus could have said no. You know, he asked the Lord, hey, take this cup from me. I This is... This is more than I can do, but I will do it if if this is the way that you've provided. And it says that Christ went to the cross because of the joy set before him. Well, also, so, let me let, let he also you know, sent the Lord sent him an angel from heaven to strengthen him. Yes. So he isn't answered, that amazing. He said no, but he said, hey, but I'm going to give you something to help you. It's not going to be easy, but here you go. And see, I think that's the the nature of prayer. The more that you pray and the more that you do have an interaction with the Lord, 
And you do see some answered prayers. The more you want to pray, the more you want to have an interaction with the Lord, and the bolder your prayers become. Yeah. And and boldness is not selfishness. Mm-hmm. I mean, in this country, um, there are many things that are are not of God. But we are timid sometimes to address those in prayer. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we think they're too big. Well, mm-hmm. no, they're not. Mm-hmm. They're not too mm-hmm. big. And, you know, Kathy, you just referenced the the young child who'd lost a parent. Um, I've done that. I was the young child who lost a father. Twice. Three times. Well, three times. Three times. Three times. Right. Three times. And each time God was there, but in a different way. I mm-hmm. saw I had three absolutely amazing fathers who loved me unconditionally. And I saw a different nature in all of them. And mm-hmm. so God is always there, like you said. Uh, he, But the more you press into him, the more rich and the more um, depth there is in that relationship. That's the reciprocity thing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but I do believe that the more we press in and the more he, he does respond to our prayer, Mm-hmm. the more intimate our requests can become and the more bold they can become. So, Kathy, mm-hmm. why why do we think things are impossible? Why do we not pray the hard prayers? Why why are we so afraid of this boldness, this illegal prayers? You know, I think it has to be with where our eyes are because, yeah. you know, it says that with man, these things are not possible, but with God, all things are possible. Yeah. And I think if we have our minds on the things of the world, we'll, we we can look and go, yeah, this can never happen. That mm. This is absolutely impossible. And, 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 you know, it just, I'm not even going to go there, but when we lift our eyes up and we put our eyes on God, and we can see what he has done and the miracles that he has performed and the way that he has delivered his children, the ways he has provided for his children and grown his kingdom, everything that he has brought about in perfect timing according to his beautiful and loving will and tender mercies, when our eyes are set there, that is when we can see, okay, I can pray bigger than what I have been praying. And again, if you look at the Bible, the answered prayers are all over the map. Oh my gosh, <laughs> they are. They're they're wine for a wedding. Uh, yeah. And the good wine. And the good wine. <laughs> the best wine. <laughs> Thirty gallons of it. <laughs> and it's world changing miracles. I mean but I think if I if I had a prayer for the church, it would be that, that the church move into world changing prayer. Yes. Mm. You know, that that is more and more, Marlene, all that I want. I don't want anyone to learn about prayer. Friends, if you are listening to this program today and you just think, oh, I just learned so much about prayer, that is worthless until you put it into action, until you actually go and and bend the knee or stand before God and 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 meet him and pray uh, to him and spend time with him and press into that relationship. We can learn a million incredible life changing things about prayer. But until we actually pray, things will remain unchanged. Amen. And that is what I want for the church, ladies. I, I just want the church to begin opening their mouths and praying and praying together and praying before the Lord and praying for one another and pressing into that intimate relationship in prayer. Well, and our churches have to do that in order for us to move forward and make disciples. That yes. That is the whole purpose of, of loving Jesus is to help the next person love Jesus. <laughs> Right. And find that joy um, that even when things aren't perfect in our lives, because they're never going to be perfect, that we still have a joy and a peace because we know ultimately we are his and he wants good for us. He wants good for us. So our little brains are so tiny. uh, We have to press forward. Well, friends, we got to take a break. Uh, When we come back to Love Talk. More about illegal prayers. Let me let this sit with you. When God answers prayer, history changes. We'll dive into that when we 
come back to Love Talk right after this. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk here on the Bridge Austin, today's Christian talk. We just love being with you every Saturday at 10 a.m. I'm Kathy Endebrock and my beautiful co-host Marlene McMichael and Coach Carrie Brinkader. We've been talking today about the prayers that God calls us to pray audacious and sometimes illegal prayers. Well, friends, we are in our last segment. We have about 12 minutes left every Saturday. I don't know how the time goes by so quickly. If you're just catching us at our last segment, you can always go to our archives at lovetalknetwork.com and you can get the program there. Uh, Or you can go to your favorite podcast site and look up Love Talk, all one word, Don't separate those two words with a space, friends, uh, because it'll take you where you don't want to go. But go to your favorite (laughs) podcast site and uh, type in Love Talk, L-O-V-E-T-A-L-K, and you can get our uh, previous programs there as well. So you can catch up and listen to those first two segments. Well, Coach Carrie, Marlene, this has been just such an incredible program. And I know with only these 12 minutes left, Marlene, you had this incredible take on praying bold, audacious, illegal prayers, and that when we do that, it also, we step into what God calls us to be, which is overcomers, which is victors. And I would love for you to share a little bit about that, because it just really hit me when you were talking about that during the break. Well, as I said in the very beginning, you know, prayer has always been something that's been part of my life, even before I knew enough to know what I was talking about, or, mm-hmm. or even before the Lord was my Savior. Um, so, perhaps it is, it is a, um, oh, it's just a passion. I, I think that as we come to the Lord, that's how we get to know Him is through prayer and and building relationship that way. But the thing that's so exciting to me is that that I know that now that God wants to answer prayer mm-hmm. and that he's glorified in it. Therefore, mm-hmm. I can be really confident that when I pray, something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yes. And and the more I I step into that confidence, the bolder I get. And what I think that that's so true is that when God answers prayer, history changes. You can see that all the way through the Bible. Yes. And more than ever in this country, we need change. Mm-hmm. And so don't be afraid to pray big things. Right. Don't be yeah. afraid to pray the impossible because you know, God is a that. miracle-working God. And Marlene, when you say that when God answers prayer, history changes, you know, the more I press into prayer with the Lord, the more I realize so true that he has a plan and it is a bold plan. It's an incredible plan. But I also realize the enemy has a plan. And whenever we step into that place of prayer, we are overcoming the the plans of the enemy with God's plans. We are rejecting the plans of the enemy and we are saying yes to God. And I think of the most illegal prayer of all, and it's an illegal prayer that we encourage our, our, our listeners to pray every Saturday before we farewell them from the program. And that is the prayer of salvation. Mm. And that is such an illegal prayer because the penalty of sin when we, when we talk about the penalty of, of sin, which is death, clearly the wages of sin are death. We see that in, in God's word. He makes that very clear. And so each of us has this penalty of death that is over our lives. But when we seek the Lord and pray that prayer of salvation, recognizing that, that Jesus Christ died on that cross, to pay that penalty of sin, when we pray that illegal prayer of salvation, that penalty of death that is over our life passes to someone else. I mean, that is, that is incredible. And, 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 and that someone else friends is Jesus Christ. That Mm -hmm. penalty of death that is over our life passes to Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And, you know, after just being in Israel this summer and being over in the heart of the Middle East, when we passed across the border and and went over into uh, uh, Jordan and over into the heart of the Middle East, this illegal prayer of salvation is the only prayer that means 
that if you are living in the Middle East, your life will be taken from you. So, yes, you will pass spiritually from death to life, but then you have your own family members, your fathers, your uncles, your brothers, that when you pray this illegal prayer of salvation, they will seek to end your physical life on this earth. And I think that is so much the plan of the enemy, that he doesn't want for any to be saved. He doesn't want for any to skirt that penalty of death that is over their life. But we see how beautifully God has made it possible that he so loved the world that in this love he sent his only son, Jesus Christ, that whoever would believe in him would not pay the penalty of death that is over their life, but would have eternal life, everlasting life. And and I just think that is so, so incredible. And we do want everyone to pray this illegal prayer mm-hmm. of salvation and uh, have that penalty of death pass over their life to to um, the life of Jesus Christ. Amen. Wow. Um, it, that. It's just such a beautiful picture. You know, it made me uncomfortable when you said, when we accept that uh, that Jesus is our Savior and we are removed from that penalty of death, that that penalty is moved to someone else. Hearing you say that made me uncomfortable, right? But then when you say it's moved to Jesus, like, oh, yeah, of course it is. Of course it's moved to Jesus. He took that penalty for us. Oh, I'm banging on the table. Thanks, Marlene. Um, You know, he took that penalty for us and from us when we acknowledge that. And so, you know, I think for me, a, a program like this just brings up more questions for me. And as a believer, well, as a non-believer, I think it's very important for us to ask the hard questions so that we can know that we know that we know, and we can understand why we believe what we believe. Okay, so here's my here's my things that are rattling around in my brain, and we will not be able to answer these today, but this is definitely fodder for another program for us. You know, growing up, um, I always was taught, you know, God knows everything, which he does, right? He's omniscient. He's omnipresent. Okay, so in my mind, I couldn't reconcile. It's like, well, then why do I need to pray? If he already knows what's going to happen, why do I need to pray? Go ahead, Marlene. Because when you pray that prayer to relinquish, uh, to come into the faith, to come into Jesus, and, and to be a born-again child of God, you are now in the family of God. Mm-hmm. And your words, your prayers have power. Not only do they have power because of the relationship you have with God Almighty and and the glory that it brings him, but you become family of God. Mm. So on this earth, no, the devil doesn't want you to pray. Exactly. Because you have power. Mm -hmm. You have power through your words and through your interaction with God to change things. And Scripture tells us that we now have power. to change history. And to change history. And Scripture tells us that we now have power when we walk into his presence, right? Absolutely. And so, but these were things that rumbled around in my head. And I think these are natural questions for young believers, for questioners, doubters, right? Okay, but why? And and great answer, Marlene. I mean, perfect. Yes. Because when we step into the faith, we now have power. And Scripture tells us that. Um, so, so go boldly. Go boldly. And I think, friends, when our brain starts asking these questions, it's healthy and it's good. It's healthy and it's good because we always find the answers in the scripture and it probably leads us to more questions. And then you know what? Then we get into the scripture again. That's right. And mm-hmm. so we are to be bold and we are to ask the hard questions. And scripture tells us, I just literally just Googled, does God change his mind or something? I think that's what I Googled. And 19 references to the <laughs> Lord, you know, changing his mind about the, typically it's about the fate of some people, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he decides not to destroy them uh, because of the goodness or the 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 kindness or the, the relationship he has with somebody mm-hmm. in Noah. that group of people, right? And so... Um, the more questions we can ask and seek out the answers through Scripture, 
I, I just think we just become so much stronger in who we are and who we are in Jesus. And, you know, going to the Lord, going to his throne, you know, friends, don't ever allow your knowledge of prayer to increase without your faith in prayer also increasing. You know, even the Bible says that knowledge abounded in those times and the people were no better for it. Well, gosh, if you are learning anything about prayer, go put it to practice. Go before God. Try him out. Press into that relationship Ask for audacious things. Be bold. Say that prayer of salvation. Come to Jesus Christ and recognize that he paid the penalty for your sin. God will never disappoint. He will never abandon you. He will continue to move and draw you to himself and give you a bigger life than you could ever imagine. Well, it's just like you said at the beginning of the program. You know, your daughter is embarking on a whole new thing for her, right? Singing and dancing and and speaking lines in front of an audience. And she has to practice. If we are truly seeking the face of Christ and we're wondering about this prayer thing, we better go practice. And it doesn't have to be perfect. <laughs> Nothing's ever perfect. Just take it to him and be bold in your request. Marlene, any parting thoughts here in our last minute? No, just amen and and um, <laughs> be audacious and um, you know one of the things that uh, Mr. Sorge talks about is have some chutzpah. I mean, get out there and just make some waves. Make some in waves. your prayer closet. Be <laughs> bold. Be bold. Oh, friends, what an amazing time we've had with you today. We encourage you to pray the most illegal prayer. And if you want to know Jesus Christ and you don't know how to do it. Find a church that is preaching the Bible tonight, tomorrow, and ask the hard questions. You can contact us on Facebook as well. We'd be happy to interact with you there. Friends, for Kathy Underbrock, Marlene McMichael, I'm Coach Curie Brinkgater, and we'll see you next time on Love Talk.